Hello and welcome to Utopi. Ah, I'm doing it again. Um, but the the pride has, has gone a little bit compared with last week because we've been brought down to earth a little bit. Obviously, we were very excited last week that Taran had the new manager. But as you hazarded last week, Dave Hartrick, uh, it's not changed overnight. More of the same yesterday against Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I like we'll get into the specifics, but there were one or two positives uh, and that a lot of just the same negatives mm. you know which is is unavoidable but we'll get into that in detail yeah and jo- also joined by Jim Chisholm Jim you were at the game yesterday in the south stand weren't you yeah uh, what what did you make of the game uh, it was rubbish um, and I'll put that down to uh, rubbish football and I'll put that down to pretty much our entire team being rubbish and we've sat here and we've said that for now and 18 months mm. And it would be good if something changed because mm. then we'd have something different to talk about on a mm. podcast. Yeah. But what 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 can you analyse? <laughs> That's genuinely we had this conversation yesterday, didn't we, Steve? Yeah. At the game, we said it's difficult on the podcast. One of the things we were really excited about to do the Cowleys podcast last week is because we were like, We've got something new to talk about, haven't we? And then I know they haven't had the time yet. I lay no blame at their door for Likewise. this, apart from. A couple of uh, two two errors really, but yeah, it there was stuff. I used the word inexcusable after the Lincoln game, and you did too, Steve. There yeah. was no defending it. No, you, there are players at this point, like you say, Jim, eighteen months in, where you go, you've not seen it. Is it even there? We're at that point, isn't it? Really? Yeah, we've been at that point for a very long time now, mm-hmm. and it's again. Like you said, no blame laid at the, the Cowley's feet, although playing Grant and Congol out of position, maybe, but you know, that's mm. it's the first game, whatever. And you hope and I expect that they can have an impact, but by God, are they working against a difficult, difficult situation? What I would say is I thought it was very odd that they have come in and for their first game have selected a system that got the previous manager sacked. Um, and you don't want to, as, as I say, I, I think the Cowleys are the best appointment that, that the club could have made. Um, and I, you know, I think if they can't turn them around, then, then yeah. no one could. Yeah. I mean, I would, but, I, would, I would frame it differently. Go on. Um, it's not that they've picked a, a formation or a system that got the previous manager sacked. They've had to pick the same players that got the previous yeah. two managers mm. sacked. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The problem is is that they've constructed a squad and it's similar to what they had last year where they bought wingers and then after t- a game and a half, I think it was half-time in the first game actually, Wagner went, right, I'm not playing wingers now. And, well, can you, can you blame and, him? Look and, him? No, exactly. But this season they've bought a squad, they've assembled a squad with 4-3-3 in mind, which means no yeah. number 10s apart from Pritchard. And now they've got a manager who wants to play a 4-2-3-1, which depends on having the number 10. In his press conference after yesterday, he said he wants to play a 4-2-3-1, that he didn't have anyone he thinks is adequate cover at number 10. I think that goes some way to explaining why so many first-team players were involved in that EDS squad game the other night, because I bet they were having a look at one or two, knowing Pritchard wasn't available. And the problem... He's picked a four-three-three because I, my honest guess is he's thought we've not got enough time with these players, mm-hmm. so we're going to try and do something that's familiar to them and hope we get a bit more out of them. Mm. But the problem with the four-three-three is Town start brightly, 
but then the same players just make the same mistakes in a 4-3-3 that they've been making for months now and the bad habits come in. Me and you, Steve, both said it was really good, noticeable, first five or ten minutes, the midfield was playing as a midfield. Hogg was playing like ten yards higher than he usually plays. Ten minutes after he said it, Steve, yeah. it just retreated back to where he's he's always been playing. And don't get me wrong, he picked a couple of lovely 40-yard passes, but he he is not a deeper line playmaker. He's not... Yeah, he's not Chubby Alonso. No, he's not going to be pulling the strings. And this is the problem. The same players just making the same mistakes. But the, the thing I quite liked in the press conference was that Cowley's seemed to be very aware of that. And they mm. seemed to... He came in with a bit of an air of resignation that, yeah, he should have at least tried something. But the Grant thing, interestingly, Jim, they think longer term that might be where Grant's best position is because he played there, I think, against Lincoln for Crawley because they'd obviously done their scouting work on him from what they were saying in that position, coming in from wide. So and, and, just, and at Charlton as well, he was playing, they were saying yeah. he played in front of a diamond where yeah, your yeah. strikers are necessarily wider. Wide. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean uh, playing your best goal scorer, your most natural goal scorer out on the left, can work. If you look at like David Villa, when mm. he was at Barca or, or playing for Spain, or Thierry mm. Henry often came in, Fernando Torres when he was mm. on form for Liverpool, always came in from the left. So... There are players that can yeah. do it. Um, I mean, oh, Callum Grant isn't David Villa. No, no, I understand it's that. A tri- it's a trite point to but, make. But what, but, he, but, no, but what I'm saying is that the that it just because he's not playing as the central centre forward doesn't mean that he can't I, yeah, continue. I yeah. Yeah. However, one thing that we have identified on, on this podcast before is that Callum Grant is not his strengths do not lie outside of the 18-yard box. Yeah, I'd agree He's with not that, yeah. good at holding up play. And what he's good at is using his pace to get in behind mm. a defender. Now, when he played at Crawley and Ch- Charlton, either in the front of a diamond or on the wing, I'm sure he was effective. However, in League One, in League Two, athleticism, pace, physicality can get you somewhere. Mm. In the Championship, you need that technical ability. Yeah, that... that it, the other thing about it is that he said, Danny Cowley said in the press conference after, that he wants to play a Liverpool 4-3-3. And what he means by that, when is, he's that playing 4-3-3. is that you'll have Fraser Campbell in the middle, um, or potentially Mounier, but whose job is to bring the two players either side of him in. So you'll have Grant effectively playing as a striker, just coming yeah. in from the left yeah. all the time. The problem is you haven't really got somebody who's a natural fit for that on the right, because... Dear Carby's not going to get you the goals, is the thing. Yeah. If you're looking to those two players for your goals, it's the, again, it's a system that they haven't got the players for as it currently stands. So what I thought was the only point of criticism, potentially, on the Cowley's behalf, is that they just they didn't give the players anything new to think about in terms of structure. It really was virtually... A, a Jan four three three in all but name. Yeah, slightly know. narrower strike. Sli- yeah, well, slightly narrower. That was it. I don't think they were even slightly narrower. I mean, it's always been a problem. But if, if you compare our wingers or whatever in inside forwards to Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, we were hugging the touchline all the time. Yeah, everyone is happy mm. to Sheffield us out I, that way. I've mm. talked about this before when I did the tactical video a couple of weeks ago, but I noticed it against Cardiff and and haven't been able to stop seeing it since. As you say, you've got one winger or fullback on one 
mm. touchline and the yeah. other on the other touchline. And yes. there's, so there's loads of space, but it's all in really safe areas as far as yeah. the opposition are concerned. Yeah. Whereas if you and and it, and it means that they're all that they're that they're not finding the space to get up and down the pitch. They're going. Mm. That's why they're going side to side. I think because they're not getting players in between yeah. those gaps. Sorry, if, Jim. if we were playing narrower. In, in the final third, and I, I agree that, that you know that probably could work if if Campbell's kind of bringing everyone in. We, we would have to accept um, the, the wing backs pushing up very mm. high. Um, I think at the moment um, that's something that I would be uncomfortable with. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that's Hadjani, who yet again had a. I'm going to be charitable and say a difficult afternoon. <laughs> he he was he got done for the first goal, and when I say he got done, the one thing that's on his side is pace. And all Murphy did, the Sheffield Wednesday left back, was just knock it past him and run yeah, and get a the cross in. And it's a it's it. like as a fullback, that's your bread and butter. That's if you're not cutting that cross out one way or another, that's poor. Particularly as the Cali said that they've been working on specifically cutting crosses. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk a little bit about the two in the middle, but just again on Hadajani, it was interesting first half watching the Cowleys telling Diakabi repeatedly when he was on the right side and Grant when he was over there as well. To be fair, play five or ten yards higher, and repeatedly telling Hadajani to play five or ten yards deeper, and the work because I could hear it, I could hear them say it both Nicky and Danny. They kept saying to Hadajani, "Calm, calm," because. He sees the space ahead of him and he just bolts into it with no regard to what's going on behind him. Now, some fullbacks can get away with that if your recovery pace is brilliant or if you've got if you've got Ngolo Kante mm. doing the defensive midfield work for you or if you've got a, a two central defenders who are completely comfortable in a three-on-two. And there are central defender partnerships. Fine with that, no problem. They know how to deal with it. Yeah. Liverpool, this, they send both fullbacks yeah. all the time, but they've got Virgil van Dijk yeah. and John Matip at the back. But this isn't what Huddersfield Town are doing. And what you end up with is, Congolo, I thought, was pretty good in patches yesterday, but his starting position is always next to the back two. Huddersfield is always 10 yards higher. So Town don't have a back four. They have a back three and a half, basically. I, I, I had a look at the heat map earlier to, to have a look at that, and uh, uh, Congola was significantly further forward than he has been in previous games. Mm. Uh, but he's he got, got more the, shots than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I think he had four shots. But he's got... He he's one. got uh, the thing about the difference... I, I mean, I don't want to talk specifics because we don't know what goes on in players' heads. But Congolo one of the points I made to you, Steve, is there's a difference between fitness and energy. I don't buy into the fitness thing. I think the players are now fit enough. If they're not, it's absolutely criminal. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Hudson's worked on it. The Cowleys have worked on it. But energy is different. Nobody does anything on in that on that pitch on adrenaline. It's all very slow, very trad, very ponderous. And Hadijanai is a player who he just... He's, he, Gives the impression, certainly, of basically doing what he wants. And he's unbalancing yeah, that team again. Definitely he's, true. He's costing that back. He makes Elphick and Schindler look worse than they are. That said, Elphick and Schindler didn't exactly have a great game no. on Sunday. No. I mean, it's, for, for me, uh, Congolo, um, he had it perfectly. 
adequate game mm. yesterday. Yeah. He's just not a wing back. His his touch isn't good enough. You know, to be a wing but back he's got the recovery wing. pace, hasn't yeah, he? So yeah. he can start five yards higher up because yeah. he can get. He's got the desire. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the, the desire to get back. And and once again, it's it's what's the alternative? Because Jaden Brown, uh, we I don't want to bang on about the left back too much because we talked about it a lot in last week's podcast, but. Um, They've only got Congolo and then Jaden Brown, and that's it. That's your left back. I think Jaden Brown. Been okay. Yeah, he's been all right. Um, I I don't think it'd be any worse than uh, to, to be. You know, I, I'm sure Elphick is a, a model professional, and I'm sure he will be a squad player. For me, um, he, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be starting if we've got another option in mm. in centre back. I would also. I would also. You, you know, put Stankovic perhaps in front of him as well. Um, mm. I, I, obviously, I don't know. I haven't been watching yeah, Stankovic yeah. and training stuff. I just, I just, particularly when you do need that recovery and you've got yeah. a centre back pairing, but none of them have got pace. The problem with Stankovic was we watched him in the Lincoln game, and he, who was the striker, was it Akinde? Yeah. yeah. He had to pass him over to the oh, Romani. Yeah, mm. he had about forty minutes in because he couldn't cope with him. Uh, so he literally passed him over to a kid. Yeah. He's normally really good in the air, Stankovic. He, he just looks like he's got. He was on the ground. Frame, he was getting out muscle. Yeah, he, okay. he, I mean, Akinde is an absolute unit. He is, a beast, so. he is, but there's no way a defender like yeah, Stankovic yeah. should be passing a striker over to yeah, twenty-year-old defender on his debut. I Christ, think, uh, uh, like Christopher Schindler, for me, is an issue at the moment. He's not the Christopher Schindler that town fans believe he is at the moment he we've looked at both goals we've gone over them quite analytically and he's at fault for both goals mm. he he doesn't he doesn't understand where Fletcher's position is for the first goal and then he moves too late and jumps under the ball he never made that's never an yeah. attempt to get the ball he barely gets off the ground and it's it's not like Fletcher's holding him down or anything mm. like that he gets no. a little slight shove in the back as mm. as Fletcher's just about to meet the ball but by that point he should have already been up in yeah. the air but and the other thing is, if he's up in the air and he gets that shove in the back, he probably gets the foul because yeah. he goes over and it's you know arms in the air. But and then the second goal, he's doing nothing in the area. There's two Sheffield Wednesday players. Elphick's looking across at him just before the cross comes in because Elphick, he's, he doesn't know whether to pick the man up who is closer to Schindler. It should be Schindler's man. It should I think be Schindler's that's why, man. Schindler's, that's, Schindler's, that's why Elphick um, hesitates. He's basically right. holding Congola's hand almost. Yeah. And they both got, you know, and Congola's got his man. You, you think that there's no way two years ago Christopher Schindler's doing that and it's not just about who's next to him. Mm. I, I don't buy into that at all. He's... I don't think he's comfortable as things are at the moment with who's next to him, who's in front of him, how the town's going. I think his his confidence is rock bottom. He he really needs to find some form. He's not a leader in that he doesn't talk, but he's a leader in the way he plays, mm. and he's not playing that way at the moment at all. Mm. And that is bleeding into others. I think in that team because he's the player that a lot of them will look to as well. He sets the standard, and if he's not setting the standard, I mean, if you're a defender in the box and you're not picking up anyone, yeah, what's your job? What are you doing there? It's you know? it's really bad. Like the, the, with Sam Winall, who scored the header, is literally there's six yards around him. He's stand, he's just standing yeah. between the two centre backs, and no one picks him up. It's mm. and it it should have been Chinla and Elphick 
also compounds it because he he misreads what Bannon's going to do. Yeah. He, he he moves. He has to make a decision, and he moves expecting one ball from Bannon, and a different ball comes in. He thinks the ball's going to go down in the channel to his right, so he moves slightly so that he gives himself a 50-50 shot of cutting either out. But what he in reality gives himself is no, no chance, chance of cutting either out. So Elphick doesn't do great, but it, it's Schindler's a worrying one because his form. You know, we've talked about how certain players' form can can be a weather vane for the rest of the side. Schindler's very much one that, yeah, he, he the Cowleys need to get into his head. It's not, it's not his talent. His talent. We mm. all know what his talent is. But they, they, he's one of many players in that team that need some psychological help to get back to where they, where they are. Under under Wagner, he was he was a comfortable Premier League yeah. centre back. He was absolutely yeah. comfortable. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's the, it, the, I think the most concerning thing after the press conference was was Cowley saying basically said the players gave up, particularly after the second goal. But he's, what what concerns me is like the context which has actually been put to one side that was a derby game mm. under was, a new manager the, yeah. under two new managers Sheffield Wednesday were up for it Sheffield Wednesday's fans were up, up for it any other year that would have been like this is a big game yeah. go for it but but it's like all context and I know context is the enemy of narrative but all, <laughs> all, all context now has, has just been Thrown, thrown to the side. It's just a game, a game, a game. I, I would also say that uh, in the last eight games against Sheffield Wednesday at home, Town haven't scored a goal. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> every, every time I think about playing Sheffield Wednesday, it's just like a, it's either a nil-nil or something where you some ref somehow manages to give someone two yellow cards and not send them, them off, etc., etc. So I was just like, but it is, it is nonetheless yeah, a derby yeah. game, and That'd nothing has the feel anymore of a derby game or it's just like we're going to lose this yeah. I was just going to say we have not won in 200 days mm. we have not won away in 300 days Yeah, we have not won on a Saturday in 520 days I mean that's in, that is utterly utterly indefensible I'm coming at this from like a fan's perspective you yeah. know you pay yeah, money no, that's why we've got you on Jim yeah. um, we failed to score more than once in our last 30 home games in all competitions which is a record in the football league and in 12 of those we failed to score at all yeah yeah like it's to the point now where we have to make stop making excuses yeah they yeah. need to win a game yeah um, and Steve, Steve's never seen him win. Yeah, not, not in a competitive game. <laughs> you may, you may never. I, I, not, not since I started at the Examiner. I have no. seen him win games yeah. in previous years, but yeah. It, but yeah. And, and look, we all started here in March. We we all know what the context is. Of we came down and mm. there's there's this negative momentum. Mm. We all know that you can't just throw money around. But, but I do feel like this this has, the tone has been set from the top. Mm. In the Premier League, we were a little dog. It's really nice to be here, but we're going down. And you had a little dog. Yeah, we had a little dog. Yeah, yeah. I that dog. And, <laughs> but you know, still what? We, we sold season tickets. Oh, great, but we're coming down. And then, we've just, so we've just come down, um, and every other club's looking at you, and they, go, they don't look at that context. They go, mm. you're a Premier League club. We want to take your scalp. Yeah. And instead of thinking, do you know what? We are a Premier League club, and regardless of our size, yeah. regardless mm. whether we're a provincial town, we, we can't make excuses for ourselves. We've got to make mm. a go at it. But we come in and it says, oh, we just we just want to win a game in the championship. Yeah. Not, yeah. we want a chance for promotion. We <laughs> yeah. want to, and for me, that's, that's set the tone. And mm. the, the dowel thing, you know, oh, well, 
you know, Moy was, you know, you know, we didn't know whether Moy was going to, so we asked yeah. Dal to ask for, you know, wait for for a, a week, and he didn't, mm. and he went to Derby. It's it's a loan, right? And I understand there's a financial, you know, you've got to be responsible and sustainable, and of course, but it's 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 a season long loan, and we shouldn't have been looking at right. If Moy goes, we got Dal. We should have been looking at. Do you know what? Dowell and Moy, that's achievable, that's doable, yeah. but we didn't. And, and, and for me, and that, for me, that's all water under the bridge. Everybody makes mistakes, absolutely. But now when we go forward, we've got, we've got, you know, it is ridiculous that we are in, not only that we are in a relegation battle, but we have accepted it so quickly after two seasons in it's, the Premier League. It's something Dave said off mic when we recorded last week, which is that... A lot of clubs, a lot of clubs, when they come down, it's right. We're going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. We've had a year. We're going to do the Burnley thing, the West Brom thing, the Sunderland the thing. Oh, not not yeah. the Sunderland thing they're doing now, no. but the Sunderland thing that Sunderland did twenty years ago, which is the bounce. Which is okay. We know we're not going to stay up for five years on the trot. That's quite rare. Mm-hmm. But we'll come down. We'll have another go. We'll go up, and then we'll stay up for five years. But Huddersfield have just come down and gone. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, like yeah, th- this is our level. Yeah, and, and- and regardless of whether it is our level or not, and I think long term our level is probably to be a yo-yo club between League One and the Championship. Mm. I think for our size mm. in all sorts of categories, that's probably true. But that's the long term. In the short yeah. to medium term, I think you can be sensible with your money, mm. but you also have to realise that a football club is a cost centre, yeah. Yeah. regardless. Um, and that we are now in the best position we have ever been in to not even long term, but to be that that Burnley yo-yo club. Yeah, yeah. But you, but if you want that, you have to make the decisions to go that way. Yeah, uh, we haven't made those decisions. We will not go that way. I, I think they have made those decisions, but those decisions have been taken over the last month. They weren't take. They should have been taken in April, May, and I'm sure the takeover disrupted that. Uh, but. But they, it's not just the takeover though. They should have had, if they, if not David Webb, yeah. they should have had a David Webb figure in that club before the summer started. And I know Dean said he wanted to be involved in transfers over the summer because it was too important a summer, you know, to to get it wrong. I'm not. I I'm a defender of some of the signings. I think Brown and Caroma having done a. a Having seen a little bit of them, I think there's two players there, definitely. But the problem was, when the transfer window shut, the European one, there is no denying, there is a couple of really huge gaps in that squad. Yeah. And if they had planned properly, that wouldn't be the case. Mm. And it, it's... The the one-in-one, one you can talk about the one-in-one-out and all that sort of thing, it it just feels like this summer was just a, a, a summer of just firefighting rather than actually planning anything or yeah. being productive or like you said Jim making a decision and saying this is what we want to be we we may not be that right now but this is what we want to be and it just feels like the key people in that football club were just putting out fire after fire mm. not being able to make decisions and you hope now that they've got the structure in place and they can go forward. But the problem is the the mistakes in the summer, I am gonna say mistakes, are gonna they're gonna keep hurting them till January. Because you can't thing. you can't do yeah. anything until January. Yeah. And 
I'll tell you now that when the transfer window opens, if within the first week Town haven't addressed at least one of those problems, and it it, it would just be completely ridiculous to me because they know where the problems are. Mm. So work on them early. Get that player in in the first week of January. We need Don't, that. We need they, the left back needs to come in. They cover for Pritchard. They yeah. prob- and they probably need an improvement on Hadjar. I mean, I. the thing I, the thing I keep coming back to, and I've said this to you as well weeks ago. I still. Don't know. Even if they'd kept Jan and Jan wanted to play four three three, I still don't know why they let Jack Payne go in the summer. Because he, I, I saw Payne quite a bit last season doing Bradford games, and he was really good in a really poor that's side. A re- really common opinion amongst fans. Everyone's and he he now is perfect to come in and to play that number ten role. <laughs> you know, and he's and played he, under the Cowleys. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you never know. To pay We're going to come back two million to get him. But back this in. is what I mean. The, it just feels like the the problems they've had in the summer are not going to go away. Whatever the Cowleys do, the Cowleys have said one win's not going to change it. I, I'm not being funny, but eight wins aren't going to change mm. it because you've still got those gaps in the squad. Yeah. And it's just at the moment, it's just trying to plaster over what you can get to January, hopefully in a better state than they are now. And then try and plug those gaps. You said last week, Dave, that we could hold you to Huddersfield will not be in the bottom three come January. Mm. Are you as confident in that? Yes, I, I am. I mean, the Cowboys have had no time. And I, I stand by what I've said before, which is that I genuinely don't believe Town have huge problems. They just have problems in every single area. <laughs> And this is, this is uh, I mean, yeah. you're laughing, but we talk yeah, about no, it Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. It's Literally better to have a lot of small problems. Every you fix position, one a week. And then yeah. You, yeah. Literally every position there's an issue with. And it, it all just needs tuning, adjusting, rebooting. And I honestly think if the Cowleys solve half of them, which yeah. I think they will, town will look a lot better. But they can't magic up a left-back cover for Pritchard. And I'll mm. be honest, I think there's a couple more positions where they need bodies. I, mean, I think central midfield. Like if you look at yeah. clubs, even just who are looking at sort of 15th to 12th, and you look at their central midfields, and you compare them to ours, you go, that's that's a, you know, it's essentially an imbalanced midfield of, yeah. of yeah. three of the same player or yeah. two and a half of the same player. Um, you know, looking back in hindsight, I think it's something that we kind of did mention on this podcast, is that midfield is not a midfield that would be challenging for the top half of the championship. And it it doesn't fit together. All of the players are good players individually, but you look at that 4-2-3-1 Wednesday played yesterday, Mm. and you look at how Bannon and Hutchinson played, neither of them did the Jonathan Hogg role, which is split the centre-backs. Both of them were positive. Both of them did their defensive duties, but appeared five, ten yards outside the opposition box repeatedly. And one of the big problems is, me and Steve were watching the game a little bit before we did the podcast on replay here. There are so many times, Bannon's in ten yards of space. He's got five town players around him, but he's still in ten yards of space. No one's actually going mm. and picking him up. They're just assuming someone will. And these are the things that a midfield should be doing naturally. These are the, right, pocket of space, I'm going into that and covering yeah. that. You know, it, it, it's we, we, the, the, one, the one thing I would say that that doesn't explain everything. But I put it on Twitter earlier, and I put it in the five conclusions. Is this is a team? If you look at the front six; they've barely played together before. The the the, th- the midfield three and the front three. If you add together their appearances for Town, 
before the Wednesday game, it was I think it was 247, and 200 of them mm. were Jonathan Hogg. Mm. Um, whereas uh, Wednesday had four players who had all made 120 appearances plus, mm. plus two new signings that they got this summer. And it's a, it's a big difference. That's the re- I think that's it's not the whole reason, but I think part of the reason that they often look like they haven't played, they've yeah. never played together mm-hmm. in their lives before, is because they barely have. But it's not just. I mean, I, I'm normally positive. Hence the fact that I s- predicted that we would be pushing for the playoffs <laughs> in the um, pre- season preview podcast. Um, but e- even I, and, and and this is true of a lot of peers and, and friends who are town fans, who I stand with, who I know, who I regularly talk with. You know, everyone's just kind of like, everyone's had enough now. Mm. Yeah. And it's not just one problem or two problems, like you say. Everyone would, everyone would have understood, understood going down or having a, a rocky start. Everything that can go wrong will, mm. go, will go wrong. You know, Sam Winnell scores his first goal in 368 years. Mm. You know, for, for, for Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Of course he would score it against a yeah. town. And you know, he's a great header of the ball. I don't know he's not scored in that long. But... Um, it's it, just it has like, scored, but not for Wednesday. Not for Wednesday, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. But like, just nothing. <laughs> we can't seem to do anything right. And you know, even you go back to like the uh, the, the, the the paddy power thing, which you come out. It's just like it's just this sense of 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 mistake after mistake after mistake. Mm. And and I'm not being pessimistic there. Mm. Um, mm. And it's not something I would usually voice. I think there's a point of like realism. Uh, um, and I have, I you know, been on podcasts and whatever. And I've always kind of defended the approach of it, but yeah. now, yeah. now it, it does have to be a, a point of there's no other way to solve it than just drawing a line yeah. under all that and mm. moving forward with two brilliant managers who have a proven track record. Who you watch them, you listen to them. They just everything about them exudes professionalism and charisma, and it's it's something that. A project that you you, you want to get behind, and I'm yeah. sure that will work. However, mm. they work with what they work with, yeah. and these players have have said nah nah thanks to to two previous managers with with different backgrounds. It's more than realistic to expect that the Cowleys come in and, and we look at them and mm. think what a great experience. Players go whatever you didn't play professional football and you've managed you know conquer I, I think we were talking about this a bit off mic. I feel less strongly that way. I will admit I've been guilty of being overly positive, particularly during the summer. Um, possibly coming in with with sort of you know enthusiastic about my new job and all of that. I think well, one just to go back to one of your points about getting everything wrong. I think the problem with town is that they make a lot of decisions that seem logical at the time and you can see the sense in it which is part of the reason I've been so positive about it and you see the sense in it and you see yeah that makes sense there's, yeah. there's a logic there but it turns out to be wrong anyway mm. and and that must be very frustrating at the top because it's what what are we yeah and I'm not doing I'm, wrong it's, I'm not playing a, a, a blame yeah. game whatsoever and I, un, I, un, I understand that I trust it's football I guess I trust everybody who's in a position of responsibility or authority at this football club uh, to have the the right intentions and, and to to do think things through think things through yeah, yeah. that and and I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like their fault in in any way like yeah. they've been hamstrung by all sorts of I'm, mm. I'm saying that what I'm trying to get to 
is I'm saying we can blame every single person at a football club. At some point, we have mm. to blame players yeah. because they're the ones who go out. Yeah. And, and, let, and let, let's just let's yeah. just say these are not. It's not like we've got a, a we've assembled a group of ragtag journeymen and up and coming <laughs> youngsters. You know, they, they get paid a lot of money. They get paid more money than a lot of other players that they're coming up against. They've got experience. They're not underdogs. <laughs> they, they need. I don't know. What? How we can not lay some of the, the blame at their the, feet? But this, mm. I, I kind of actually disagree because I think the makeup of the squad it is a lot of very young players who are a ragtag bunch that have been assembled from the lower league. Fair enough. To, yeah. to be honest, like, it's, and and that that's not to say that they're not underperforming because I think they are, and there are players we were talking off mic who we think are not playing for the shirt. But I think I think the every game this season there's been eight nine players who are trying their guts out. I just think they've not been very but good. But I, I come back to it again, right? The, but I know that you guys disagree with me on that. It's not that I disagree. I think with, without sitting on the fence, I'm going to say <laughs> both. <laughs> I, but I think trend, but. You, you look at, like what was really noticeable yesterday, or to, noticeable to me anyway, is somebody makes a mistake and then the players that are near him seem to have to hold an investigation into what happened for the mistake. Instead of literally getting on with the next phase of pay. And I've said on this podcast, and I actually, somebody gave me a bit of grief on Twitter about it, actually, but that Jonathan Hogg, I, you know, rather cruelly said he's got to do more than point at people. But he's got to realise he was barking at a couple of players yesterday. Now, don't get me wrong, he, he was one of the ones who was desperately trying to get the Cowley's masses to Harris and I as well, to sit deeper. And he was literally at one point pointing you know that's where you should be but he was also having a go at some of the younger players yeah. and you're thinking you've got Lewis O'Brien and Chalabert on yeah. outside about 20 and you're thinking they're not responding to that so you need to try something else I think I said it on this podcast the Roy Keane thing where Roy Keane I think it might be an off mic but anyway right, well Roy Keane said that when a player made his debut for Man United he used to find a thing to have a go at them about and he would know from their reaction how to sort of manage them in game from there. So with Beckham, he had a massive go at him and he realised straight away he was a like, pull his shorts up, right, I'm going to show you and I'm going to do it. There was, I can't remember who it was, but there's somebody else who just mentally collapsed a bit. So what he did in the next game, put his arm around him, lifted him up, went over and clobbered his marker at one point. And I feel like Hogg needs to understand that a lot of these players, as you've rightly pointed out, Steve, They've not played much football. They've played even less together. Mm. They need a little bit of help and encouragement. And the yeah. Cowleys, we we joked about it. So, you know, we're not being cruel or anything when we say this. But the Cowleys, they do a lot of talking in management slogans. You know, they talk about the positivity. They talk about how they want the players to be process driven rather than outcome driven, etc. But these are the things that actually need to happen. There needs to be uh, mm. a a uplifting morale we're blaming the players and I think we're right to blame the players but it's not just what they do with the ball at the feet it's literally nobody puts an arm around mm. anyone else yeah. nobody if somebody gets clobbered nobody in that team town, that town team comes over to have a go at the bloke who's just clobbered them it's all just sort of you know walking away and places and it feels it's not even just team spirit, it's that energy thing again. People need some adrenaline again. Yeah. They need some they need to get their blood up a bit. And I know that comes from goals and wins and all that sort of thing, but the Cowleys have got to find a way 
to get them sprinting out of the tunnel for the first half and sprinting out the tunnel for the second half. And that's not happening at the moment. The it's, one one player that was doing that was Fraser Campbell. Was, yeah, yeah, it was, was good. Yeah. A man possessed, I think is how I put yeah. it. Yeah. But there's that bit of extra experience. Maybe as well. it feels like it's come back to his hometown club. Yeah. You know, I think the, mm. the, the the fans, particularly in, in our section, gave Campbell a lot of love yesterday. And interestingly, he's one who the Cowleys have had time to work with, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's one who's not been anywhere. Yeah. You know. I, I think the the Cowleys did say that after the game. They agreed with you, basically. They they said. Did they, Matt, did they name him? <laughs> yeah, they said Dave Hardwick has got <laughs> yeah. it bang on. No, they said um, that that it's easy to criticise mm. and cr- criticise mm. each other, but we want to. We're not here to do that. That's yeah, not yeah. our game. Yeah. We want to help them, and I, I think that's right. I think it's the right message. They they must have noticed that yesterday. That as I said, the little investigations all over yeah. the pitch and, and, and something goes wrong. And, and, we, and I think yeah. that's probably partly why. Him. That's probably partly why after an hour they're going, oh, well, screw this, because they've mm. just had an hour of having a go at each other, and they all mm. are individually just going, oh, do you know what? Nothing I do is mm. going to be good enough for him. You, so you've never seen not, not for him. I don't mean him as hog, but I just mean for yeah. whichever player is either side of me. Nothing's you, going to be good. It's enough difficult for him, so not to repeat yourself, but the thing is, Jim. I've again, unfortunately, I've said this before. I feel like that's all I've said on this podcast. I'll just repeat myself, but. Those wingers, Jim, you've never seen them f- not playing without the weight of the world on the shoulders, feeling free enough to make mistakes, and it doesn't matter because they'll get the ball in a dangerous position again, and they'll get they can have a proper go at a fullback, and they can play with the chest puffed out and all that. We've never seen that from these wingers. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know if they're any good because I've never seen them playing fully confident, fully up to speed. I, d- I don't know what they've got. Dear Carby, I see flashes of it, and I think if he was confident and this team had won the last five, I suspect Dear Carby would look really, really good. Mm. I don't know about Mbenza mm. because I've not seen it as much from Mbenza. I but think if Dear Carby was, was playing centrally instead of hugging the touchline, his attributes, one of which is rapid pace, mm. would would show a bit more. But also, what that would require from us is instead of shoving it out to one mm. wing, getting stuck because we've been doubled up on, putting it back until we get to another wing. If we could actually try and play down the middle, yeah. like every other yeah. team in this great world of ours does, then that might be an option. Mm. But, but Diakabi has been forced to... But look, at the end of the day, the point I was, was trying to make is there is only these players at mm. the end of the day. Yeah. Because, because we know the the board are good. It's it's a yeah. board that have got us to the, the Premier League with the decisions they've made. We know the director of football we're assuming, but we know on past yeah. experience the director of football yeah, good. good. We yeah. know the Cowleys are good, right? We don't know yeah. whether the, some of these players are good. We yeah. know that some of the players are good. Mm. So those players who are not performing, they need to up the game. Mm. And those players, if they got something to prove, then prove it. Now is the time. Because we're in a relegation battle. Mm. And if we don't pick up points against Millwall and Stoke, or if we don't pick up wins, we are in serious, serious trouble. So the fans are great, the board's great, everyone else is great. The players have got to show that they're good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... It's the bottom line. Mm. Not, not, nothing else matters at yeah. the moment. And I, I, I you know... Um, I, I'm, I'm hope I'm not being like overly critical, but y- you know the, mm. the the patterns have been there for a very long time, it, it, and the it, only way you break a pattern is to try to do something different. It's impossible to argue against you. 
It's yeah. ab- it, it's although I'm not as far down that road as as you are. It is impossible to argue against. There's the, the, I mean, what what do you think we can say? Oh no, they're good actually. I know they haven't won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, for two hundred days, three hundred days, five hundred days, depending which which factor you put in there, you you can't defend it. But I I do I do think we should sort of try and end it with some positivity. And like yeah. you say, I think there is a structure in place now. There are there is a really good manager in place now. He needs time. He needs to find his formation and his team in there. It may be that, as I said, I, I, I do, I stand by it, Steve. I don't think they'll be in the bottom three come January. And I, I really don't because there is enough there. And with the Cowleys in charge now, I think they'll be all right. But I'm not saying they're going to be mid-table and comfortable or anything like that. But I will say like, January becomes really, really important, doesn't it? Mm. Really, really important. Yeah. And it's also whether there is, we talk about we don't know if these players are any good, and there's a couple of players mm. like that who we, we think there's a player in there, and it just feels like you need to like you need to pick them up and, and open the back of the shirt, and they've got a switch on their back, and you switch it from crap to good. Um, and we'll, you know, by getting the mentality into them. And, and it feels like that can happen but it's not all it, it isn't as simple as that unfortunately it, it's developing them and it's getting their trust and it's it's all the stuff I mean as you say we you know we, we you make fun of the Cowleys for their management buzzwords mm-hmm. but um, one their buzzwords because it's it's giving a name to mm-hmm. concepts that seem obvious but we would you know I was talking to a friend the other day about therapy like having um, mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy and that stuff, when you try and explain it when you're in a healthy frame of mind and everything's good, it seems like statements of the obvious. Yeah. But when you are in a bad frame of mind, it's a revelation. And and I think that's not to say that they're all depressed and need CBT, but I think that's how motivation works. If you if you were in the doldrums, you, being able to put a name to something is really helpful and I think that's where the buzzwords come from they need to hear these slogans and they need to start believing them and the players that don't and just brush it off tough you're going to have to you're going to be I'm sorry but you're with the development squad now because it needs the Cowleys even if the squad shrinks even further but you have 16 players who are completely on board with what they want to do and the system they want to play and they want to listen to the positivity that has got to be better yeah. than 25 players who are all 50-50 about it and you know all that sort of thing. I think they're just what the club needs, but you're exactly right, Jim. There's no defending the players at this point. We will know, I think, in three games' time what the Cowleys, the, the problems they're really facing. I think in in three games' time, if they can't lift this squad of players and get something more, something different out of them, mm. then you're right, Town are in big, big trouble. You're big right. Trouble. You're right, Ty. Like that run of fixtures, because I think I think none of us are expecting anything more than more of the same on Sunday. Let's be honest. Away yeah. to West Brom. Yeah, West. Yeah, West the West only West team West. in the division who haven't lost yeah. yet. Yeah, um, it's going to be more of the same. If we can get a draw, that's an amazing result. Um, but again, it's the same as you said last week. If there's a five percent improvement on certain things, that's a step in the right if, direction. If, if, and I, then the games after that, as you say, are um, Millwall, Millwall Stoke, and Hull, yeah. who are You've all got to target half. that Millwall game, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. But as a fan, 
I, I, and I'm genuinely interested, that West Brom game, if you see them try something different, so possibly a 4-2-3-1, and it doesn't work, but there is a, even a slight improvement, like you say, a 5% improvement. As a fan, does that feel like enough? What's the, what do you want to see out of that game? Because it can't be what you've just seen Sunday, because there was nothing really there, bar a, a couple of positives. So uh, what do they do, if you know what I mean? Just something different. Yeah. That's what everybody wants to see. And it, it doesn't, mm. it's a very tough game. Mm. Don't think anybody's expecting to go there and, and, and turn up with a new style of football and yeah. bang in three and come away with the, you know, the back page of the I don't, Times. I don't think anyone's even expecting them to go and, and grind out yeah. a 1-0 mm. win off a jammy goal and then defending them. I think that is perhaps what we do need. Yeah, that is what we need, but it's not going to happen. Something dirty and effective. The Cowleys talked about this. They said, didn't they, that yeah. what they need at the moment, they said in the press conference, is not like lovely Liverpool-like intricate packages play. They talked about they need grit, mm. determination. They use the word ugly. They yeah. need something yeah, ugly. They, they've got to win ugly. And I... I just wonder if it's worth with that West Brom game just going for like a 4 4 yeah. 1 1 yeah. and just saying, right, do you know what? We just it, It's not going to be pretty, but even if Town put in a reasonable performance and lost 2 0, but it was. They'd fought and they'd, you know, they'd players mm. had. I'm not going to point at flow again, but players had done what they were told to do. You'd have to sort of go, well, we'll take that. But then you've got to target that Millwall game, haven't you? Yeah, and again, I think with, with the Millwall game, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a... Spe- nobody wants... Or is it, nobody's expecting a spectacular turnaround in the way that we play mm. football. All of a sudden, we're playing tiki-taka or, or pep ball or anything like mm. that. What we're going to do is do the, go back to doing the basics right. Yeah. And if we have to go with a 4-4-2 or 1-1 and we have a target man... And we look at getting balls into the box, and we look at winning second balls and getting in people's faces, and that's effective. Then, then we yeah. do that because you get one win, particularly at home, <laughs> right? And you get those players lined up for the Dortmund wave, and everyone's buzzing again. Mm. Yeah, like you get, you get, you get one goal. Like even if it's a one nil, and and that's it. That stadium's lifted. The play, the players think, all right, we can do this, yeah. and and that and that's it's the sad thing is like. We, we talk about all this and we know that we just need a win. Yeah. And you know, it, this, this is a remarkably long period um, for any football club. I think we have the worst form in, in professional leagues yeah. across Europe. I, th- I think <sighs> the Cowleys have been quite careful to say several times, or Danny Cowley's been quite careful to say several times, that he really doesn't think that one win changes it. But I think that, I think it does. I, I think it does. And I think, I think, I think that's him setting the expectations yeah, yeah. that if we get one win, we're not then going to win the next five. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's what he's doing with that. It changes it because it just buys 10% forgiveness back, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. And, you know, each win they clock up doesn't sort the problems out. But again, yeah. it's another 10% forgiveness from the fans. At the moment, the fans... The worst possible thing you can get from fans is indifference. And right now, there is quite a bit of indifference from town fans. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's the worst possible The worst thing scenario. is, he's turned up and a goal goes in and you just go, Because yeah. yeah. normally you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. You'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be fuming. Yep. And you'd think, this is Chef Wednesday. This, mm. is, yeah. this, this is doing my head in. Don't like this. 
let's go back it. The worst thing as well is when that goal goes in, not only are you indifferent, one of the reasons you're indifferent is because you go, we're not going to score. Yeah. That's yeah. it, they've won. Ten minutes in, it's not, it's not even exciting. <laughs> it's not yeah, even yeah. what I mean, they were. Again, I think, I think the crowd did respond to the first goal mm. in a positive yeah, yeah. way. But it, it was the second goal that it was like, and, right. But the other thing was, they did respond, and you were right, and we could all hear it and we remarked on it, but town's blood wasn't up for that 10 minutes they yeah. just kept trying to do the same things the same routines the same triangles on the pitch and this is what i mean about the adrenaline thing you think right you go one nil down just for 10 minutes just go hell for leather mm. just to get some noise get the place buzzing fly into a few tackles I don't care if you just punt the ball forward relentlessly. They did it in five the last minutes. Ten, just get some pressure. They did it on. in the last ten minutes against Luton, and it was the best ten minutes they've had all season. Yeah, um, and and it was just frustrating that it took until the last just ten minutes. Get the blood to do pumping it. again, and that that's as a neutral, I sit there and it's so frustrating to just see players like I say, just playing with zero adrenaline mm. because the really the best teams in football don't get a hundred percent out of players. They get 100% and then a little bit more when they're raging for good and bad reasons. I mean, and that's the thing. It's worth saying that Chef Wednesday were bang average, but they did exactly what they needed to do. Yeah. It was a very monk just, performance, wasn't it? They just stuck it? to yeah. their jobs, didn't they? All yeah. of them, to a man, just stuck to their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing you look at that go, that, that was special. Like you look at Bannon and you go... No, it was just two, cro- two simple crosses mm. yeah, into yeah. the box that they just yeah. edited in. The, I, slightly unfair, because I think Adam Reach is... I think he's brilliant, you know, and I thought yesterday he kept pulling your midfield and defenders apart. I mean, how many times did he have space on the edge of the box and and scuffed his shot in? But how yeah. many times did, did they have an op- did they have an option? They always looked to drag it back to some because and and you just had this like five five that's yards about yeah. ten yards about. That's what we're saying about Bannon. Five players around him, but it's fine because he's got ten yards of space between all of them, so you can still play it to but, him with five yeah, minutes. Like even in even in the box or on the edge of the mm. box, you know, that, that should not that should not be happening. Mm. It makes it makes no sense. But we've we've banged the drum, me and Steve, and we've said that whatever happens, whoever comes in, whatever they decide to do, they have to simplify it for these players. They have to really, and I mean it sounds ridiculous, but they have to go. You're a central defender, so I want you to play as a central defender. You're a big lump, you're ugly, you bully a striker, you win every ball in the air, that's your job. Right, right and, click and set roll to limited central defender. Yes, exactly. But this is the problem. At the moment, those players, they're still thinking about too much. They're thinking about the crowd. They're thinking about what they've been told in the past. Like I say, you saw Hogg, who'd obviously been instructed to play higher up just retreat, 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 retreat and suddenly he's playing, he's looking left and right and he's got Elphick and Schindler either side and they've got to really strip it back simplify it and you're exactly right Jim, I think that West Brom game just try something different, if it doesn't work it doesn't work. Yeah, no one's expecting, you'd literally they've got no, that that game basically in the fans' heads is already lost. It's a free hit so so they they do have nothing to lose really. So just, just play six up front yeah. No, I genuinely was thinking that a minute ago. Yeah. Like flat, the, flat. Yeah. Just anyway, whatever. Just, if, a, just a four six. Yeah. The thing is, it's it's the more we we talk about it, it isn't formational. The problem. No, no, no. It's yeah. it, it isn't like yeah. it, it just and, isn't. And by the way, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm having a go at the players. What I'm saying is, I know a lot of those players are good, and I assume that a lot of the other players players are good. All I'm saying, you know, all anyone is saying is. 
just play to your potential. Mm. That benefits everybody, yeah. doesn't it? It's the Schindler discussion we had, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You are better than this, so yeah. be better than this. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think we're about done. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> like and subscribe. I'm sorry it's been a bit negative this week, but hopefully we'll have something more positive next time. We're at Examiner HTAFC. Follow us on Facebook. Recommend the podcast to a friend. All of that kind of thing. And until next time, goodbye. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs>